0: All right, uh, folks, thank you for joining us today. I'm excited, very excited uh, to have Derek Purcell here with me. Uh, He's in Baltimore, Maryland, and he's a partner at Ida B's Table and Director of Operations as well, Uh, and a very cool place with an incredible backstory, uh, the restaurant, and then Derek has had a uh, long and successful career in the industry, and um, crazy time, but he's taken time to hang out and tell his story today. So Derek, thank you very much for doing that. My pleasure. Uh, You and I first connected a few months ago and uh, kind of at the start of all this, I think was the first time we talked. And typically when somebody calls in to schedule fly and it was, I think it was maybe a billing thing. I always like to go check out their website and see what's going on there and, you know, places or people or both that seem like they have a really cool story. uh, I like to invite to come on the podcast or now, now the zoom series. Uh, and you were certainly one of those, man. So um, start out telling me a little bit about, uh, about yourself and your background uh, in the business, how you got started in hospitality.
1: Oh, wow. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting because I actually was in the healthcare industry prior to getting into, um, into hospitality. And I, um, there's a food managed company that I went to for a part-time job about, I don't know, 21 years ago. And I wound up working for them for 19 years, Um, you know, as a prep cook, um, executive chef, director of operations, um, and it's been a, um, and then general manager. It's, so it's been a really good run. Um, and, And really at my core, I just love, I just love serving people. I love when you can impact someone's life, especially when you add the element of food to that. And so that's always been a passion of mine. And, um, you know, after 19 years, I came on board here at the end of 2018 as a partner here at Audubon's Table, and this was actually started in 2017 in partnership with uh, Real News um, Real News Network, which is a, a, media, a non-profit media company. And so, um, when I got here, you know, we were really looking to drive the business, and a little over a year and a half later we we get into what we entered into and in, um beginning of march when it really hit as far as covid so that kind of just just a brief of getting here now that i'm here COVID.
0: yeah we're gonna get into that for sure uh but you've so you've done it all you've been in the front of the house the back of the house um uh and a lot of years in this in this industry um, is Ida B's so you came as a, a, a partner in 2018 um, and but the restaurant was started in 17
1: yeah 2017 yep
0: 2017 okay tell me the backstory about um, about Ida B. I was reading a little bit about your uh, about that on your website but why is it why is, why is it called Ida B's table
1: so um, again that's something that that was set up prior to me being here, but it's, it's definitely named after um, a woman, um, a great woman actually, who, who stood for civil justice. Um, she stood against lynching. She wrote several books, uh, postings about lynchings that had taken place across America. Um, she was also um, strong with the um, suffrage movement, as well as uh, one of the founding members of the NAACP. And so um it just speaks volumes to and, and then her her profession was um, she was a journalist, so she was able to um, really do some great things based on her profession with with writing things and, and her company and um, that's one of the reasons why the Real news network chose her because they're a, they're definitely into journalism and she was into journalism as well as. Being in the heart of Baltimore, that just needed a spark of some positive things that were that needed to take place. You know, coming off of the um, the riots in 2015, and just trying to do something positive here in this city. And I just think all of that came together, and um, it was a cool opportunity, a great thing to do. And here we are.
0: So uh, where? are you you're in the restaurant now is it tell me about the building where you are where you located and what is there a historical significance it looks like it's it's a uh, um, building that may have been there a while
1: yeah so um one of the things that was in this building was a um a box company that um and um the name slips my mind on that uh, on the box company um but um it was in the early 1900s and then the building next door um, was an old Brinks building, um, which armored trucks brought the money to um, way back yeah. when. And so both buildings have great historic um, um, stories behind them as far as the time that they were here. And, and the building was unoccupied for quite a while before the, um, the Real News Network actually um, purchased the buildings to begin to start the media company and then the restaurant.
0: so okay the real news network how tell me about the how does that connect i can understand uh sharing Ida B's b story what an amazing woman based on what you just said uh an incredible story that needs to be shared why through hospitality
1: well i now i'm just uh, so the real news is a um, fact-based journalist company they don't take any government money it's all private funding And they speak on real issues that traditionally the the large media organizations don't want to speak to. So um, they're not biased in any way. And they kind of speak for the people that um, really need a voice. Um, So the things that they report on are really current events that are happening that may get missed on your five o'clock news or 11 p.m. And so again, The restaurant would have been more of a a social hub, a gathering that people can come to and feel welcome to talk about anything. And so it's also a a nice family place that people can come to. So everyone feels welcome. Everyone feels like they can come here and get great food while they're here. And so um, that was pretty much the connection. Um, I would just use that term just as a social gathering place in partnership to what the real news was already speaking
0: about. I love it. Okay, that makes a ton of sense. Now, um, so then, it's something we need, and it's why people value independent restaurants in particular. Is because you have uh, a very welcoming atmosphere that is, you know, I mean, when it's independent, it's a local, it's a small business, it's owned by local people, and um, it's run by local people and it invests in the local community and it's where we want to go and gather and have hospitality and talk about things that are going on in our community and then COVID hits and now people can't go to restaurants or they can't go as much or they you know not as many can go um, what what happened there uh, through this have y'all been able to do take out and delivery or what's changed about IDBs in the short term and what do you think is going to change going forward um, best guess uh, with the business in terms of the importance of being a place for people to gather and, and socialize and have these important conversations
1: so that's that's a pretty interesting question so when you say what has changed let's just say almost everything we were primarily um, yeah. when I say primarily um, maybe 90 five percent dine in you know um as far as our day-to-day business so um you take that away and it's almost like taking away the heartbeat of an organization now we we were um building our catering which was outside catering catering inside but when you shut everything down like that um it's pretty rough because again that's that's the heartbeat of the business so you know you, you take a week off just kind of like the whole universe is just going time out, right? Just take a week off and figure out the way forward. Well, um, that way forward was was, um, third party deliveries, curbside pickup, and um, allowing people to um, come to the counter to order and place orders for takeout. And so you kind of have to reestablish yourself and that's what we had to do, is just kind of reestablish the fact that we can provide the same great food but now we can do it in a, in a manner where you can pick that up and take it out with you. So, um, you know, we, we lost a nice bit of the team bartenders and servers and, um, and reassessing, you know, there, there were some people that, um, we had made a commitment to that we would try to help them out because they couldn't collect unemployment. So that's kind of how we built our team, um, to forge forward through COVID-19 and, um, you know we've we had days where we may have got two or three sales but um you know business has picked up for us as far as that um, i don't ever plan on going away from um, the delivery service curbside pickup and um, take out it sustained us during this and um, we're looking to come out of this stronger than we went into it we've had a chance to reevaluate and see how we can best move forward um, with operating in this same space and serving the community that we live in and that's the question i don't want to get ahead of what you're saying so i'll just digress here
0: no that no that's awesome okay so well a couple of things first of all do you do you all own the building i'm sorry do you all own the building that you're in
1: no 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 we don't own the building
0: you don't own the building okay um how much how much seating did you have uh, prior to COVID?
1: So we could seat um, capacity. We could seat seventy six people, and then we had another um, roughly twenty five seats that we could get over at the bar um, seating for additional seating slash standing for an additional twenty five people. Um, Two party rooms on the side here. Um, one could hold up to 48 people, the other one could hold up to 21 people. Okay,
0: so you got a lot of space now, a lot of real estate that you're paying for that's pretty much unused.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what we what we have. Um, and so um, we were, again, just being strategic and trying to drive that business. Um, and, you know, most restaurants offer that. So um, some restaurants were able to yeah. just kind of get, get ahead a little quicker because they already had that clientele of people that were accustomed to ordering on the go. Um, so we, like I said, um, yeah, we just had to uh, reevaluate the way we do business and jump right in there and, and forge ahead.
0: Well, do you? Um, okay, so you've got the third-party delivery services. Um, is that something that? Uh, I mean, because you lose a lot off the top with those. Is are, are there uh, are there ways that you can do your own delivery, or do you get into insurance and all the other risks that would be cost prohibitive, overhead and everything else? To uh, if you were to try to do that yourself, or do you have you all even explored that?
1: Well, yeah, that's exactly how I. Um, rationalized it. Um, the labor times the liability, times the vehicle, times the, uh, plus what would take place as far as having, um, you have an employee out that's doing delivery and there's yet another level of liability there. And so um, I know that these delivery part, uh, partners do take a chunk off of the top, but I look at it as it was something that we wouldn't have as if we didn't use them. Now, and if there was something better that came along, I'm open to, open for that because, but those kind of all the prices that, that everyone's paying across the board. Um, there, there were some, um, some companies that were covering third party deliveries, um, you know, some of your large delivery companies, such as Cisco and US Foods and things like that. I think US Foods. Um, but I knew that they were covering, picking up some of that tab um, for businesses that use them. And so, um, you know, at the time, I wasn't using any of those companies. Um, We we were just using, you know, the local people that that were available. So some restaurants were able to take advantage of that. Um, It's just that we we pretty much played the hand that we were dealt, and we refused to quit. And so we got stronger. Um, We reached out. We did some marketing, and that helped drive business. And we have some really good days, and we have some days that are fair.
0: are y'all um tell me how do you i mean are you able to have anybody in now cuz i know it, it varies so much i always like to find out what's going on within each state and then within each city yep. and all that kind of stuff do you have any indoor seating at all right now or are you, okay you do
1: so so yeah now okay. we can have we can have indoor seating um well, the city of baltimore the state can now have 75% um based off of um Last week, the governor's opening up to 75%. The city is still at 50%. And so while we were in the midst of COVID, we were also looking at how do we come out of this um, stronger than we went in it. So, you know, we came up with a business plan and that plan was to evolve more to the community that we serve. Um, being downtown, we're near the, the courthouse, we're near city hall, we're near the municipal building. So a lot of people don't have that time to come in during the weekdays and um, sit down for 35, 45 minutes, maybe an hour of lunch. So we're evolving that weekday service into a fast casual model that we can get people in and out, um, staying in the lane of soul food, of course, but that we can get people in and out. um, And then we have um, four condos within walking distance and a fifth one, a little further away. so we also want to, um, we're evolving into doing what we'll call our our retail portion, which will be more like a pantry or a market, selling some fresh produce and some um, local items like bacon, milk, eggs, and things of that nature to tap okay. into what the community would actually need, um, as well as on the weekend, we'll continue that full, that full dine-in service, which will be our brunch and our late night. So those days always performed well. And so where we're tweaking the business is to just include that fast casual part, which we think would serve the people that are down here Monday through Friday um, better, and then really push the catering. And then of course that fifth bucket that we'll operate in um, will be to serve the community. We're able to do that or have been able to do that even in the midst of um, COVID. We partner with Stratford, which is a local culinary school. Students there use their externship and we mentor them and so we just want to figure out how do we not lose the essence of who we are, but evolve and still serve the community and come out ahead of the game. So that's the way forward that we're going. And we think that's going to help us to be um, better as we come out of this COVID.
0: You've got a, uh, you got a great mindset. You mentioned it before we started talking uh, live here, and you mentioned it uh, uh, since we've talked, which is just, Having this you know won't quit mentality um, talk about man just tell me like how do you keep your mental game sharp during this Derek I mean let's be it's like it's been incredibly challenging and stressful. You take a week off you kind of go what in the world is going on here like good grief and then you spend you know we've been in this what five, six months now um, what do you do personally to just stay level-headed? Calm, focused, creative, thoughtful, intentional, positive. Can't be easy every day.
1: No, there's 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 my spiritual belief, there's prayer. Um, I have a great wife that I can okay. talk to, um, that I can say, Hey, you know what? I'm having a tough day. And um, we encourage one another because she works in the health profession, so she goes through stuff too. And then I surround myself with positive people. Mm-hmm. And um you know sometimes if if you're down you don't need someone else that's down at some point someone's got to be there to lift you up and so I've been blessed to have a a great circle of people um, that can really speak into me and that I can speak into and then when you pour into when I come in here and I see our our employees and we're pouring into them um, and we're we're instilling great mindsets in them they're learning too Um, you know, they're going through things psychologically. No one's been through a pandemic before. And so when you recognize that you're the go-to person, the ball is always gonna be in your hand to drive it. um, You can't quit, you can't give up. There are people depending on you. And so that's just what everything that drives me, my belief, my passion. And I know, I know we outlive this pandemic. I know that we move forward. I know that we come out better where then we went into this thing. And it's just really about surrounding yourself with strong people that believe in you and that you can believe in.
0: That clearly is a, uh, a mindset that it was instilled in you before this, obviously, because I, I can tell that's, that's a very strong belief of yours in, in the way you look at things. Is that something that your parents instilled in you? Your, or you mentioned your faith? Like, you know, I really like the way you look at things. Uh, that can be hard. It can be easy to articulate that in good times. Yeah. It's hard to articulate it as, as convincingly as you just have in hard times. Where does that come from, man?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I have great parents, both believers in the faith. Um, I think they instilled a lot in me. Um, none of us are perfect, but we were brought up with morals, values. Um, we were brought up with, with passion and compassion, and, and, you know, I've, I've walked this walk. I'll, I'll be 50 years old this year. Um, I've, I've seen the results of, of what a faithful walk look like. And, and, and I, I wouldn't want to have it any other way. You don't way. look 50, dude. Hey, man. <laughs> I, feel, I feel great. So, um, you know, I, I, have a, I have a lot to be thankful for. And, yes, this was instilled in me um, at a young age, at a very young age.
0: yeah um tell me about your uh i know that it's clear that your staff has some great leadership there how how large is your staff now how large
1: was it prior to the oh wow uh, um so so prior um i would say we around um between because we had part-time people that worked certain days so i'm going to say we we operated between 37 to 43 people that's including everyone um and then um now Wow, it's rough. We like we have like eight people, and we're open six days a week. So um, we've really we've really um, skimmed it down, and um, they're they're willing to evolve with the change, and they're they're great people, all of them. The ones that are not currently working, you know, it's it's a blessing to have a, a great team, and um, I look at myself as a coach. I, I can't take you know we win the championship. They did this. I, I was just able to motivate them and guide them in the right in the right place. Um, you know, they they respect me. I respect them, and and I'm confident that that we get through this. I'm confident that as we reopen and we introduce new things, that the world is the world is waiting for um, something new and innovative and 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 a new level, and so we're ready to bring that to them. We're ready to just show them that this is what hard work, perseverance, and dedication can do. And as we come out of this COVID-19, um, who knows what we're going into, but we feel that we've prepared ourselves to weather the storm and um, continue to lift each other up and believe and drive this business forward.
0: Mm, man, amen, I love it. Um, do you, can do you, uh, continue to communicate with, I mean, I, you know, it's the majority of your staff is no longer employed. Y'all stay in touch.
1: Um, not as much as I would like. Um, I, I do know that, you know, I had a couple of meetings when we first, and I, I took advantage of the zoom way to do that. Um, but, um, the ones that are here. Yes. But the ones that are currently not, I, I kind of communicate through the team. I hear things through the team and, um, At some point in the next two weeks or so, we will be having another meeting um, just to see because there's some people that I mean this industry has taken a hit. There are some people that's not going to want to work this industry. There's some people that had to move on. There's some people that have a fear of the unknown. And so um, I have to get a gauge on that, as well as be prepared to um, invite new um, teammates in to be a part of the great things that we're doing here at Out of Youth Table.
0: Tell me about the community there. I mean, y'all only had a year and a half to really kind of, you know, plant your flag, establish your brand, build relationships with the community. I mean, having the the, uh, real news involved, you probably already had certainly some of that, but um, some natural audience built in. But has the community there been, uh, has the community recognized the importance and value of places like Ida B's? own local small businesses that you know really need as much support as possible right now to get through this do you feel like people are um, making sure that they do business with y'all or support y'all or spread the word or what have you seen from the community so far
1: well I, I think I think um and I'll just start from from the top I think our governor did a good job of always at every um, every um, state of address that he spoke at, support local businesses, support local restaurants. And then you come down from that and you see it at the local mm-hmm. level. You have the mayor um, saying things like that. There's Visit Baltimore, um, they're taking to Zoom, encouraging people to support local restaurants. The Downtown Partnership, they're doing the same thing. Um, then you have some, some local, um, people and, and actually in and the government that have visited here, just supporting um, the community. I believe that's what has been supporting us. We've seen um, sales go from my God, what's happening to, okay, this is this is moving in a, in a good direction. And so I, I believe that the community definitely recognizes the support. Um, and then there's the fact that even there was a drive where, um, people were purchasing gift cards. Hey, we, we know they're not open for dine-in, you know, let's purchase as many gift cards as you can. Um, even in my local church, my pastor um, encouraged the membership, buy from gift cards from out of these tables. So we got a lot of um, support regarding that. And um, we get calls, hey, when are you gonna open back up? You know, we're supporting you, we're cheering for you. So I, I, that's definitely a good positive thing that's taken place. Um, I think people definitely recognize that.
0: Good deal. Good deal. Um, so you've got a, uh, well, look, you've, you've, got a great community in Baltimore. You've got a, 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 city that's been through a lot over, you know, a number of years and nobody's been through a pandemic. Um, but you've got a strong sense of community there and it's very clear that what you and your partners and your team are doing is um, heartfelt and positive. And people, they want to be around positivity, especially at a time like this. But, you know, this is a, your your mindset is is such a big part of um, why y'all have been able to get through this and why you will will get through it and you'll continue to change. And you've, you've, you've said that you think that, you know, the business is going to be even better and stronger after this. Um, that mindset's really important because uh, the way we, I think the way we look at things, is can be very indicative of what our our outcomes are. Um, and, and man, I, I'm inspired by you, my friend. I mean, rolling up your sleeves and and uh, pushing through this uh, through a combination of positive thinking and faith and leadership and. You know, love for your community and, and it's just wonderful to hear and it really is. Um, that's a we need a, we need as much as as we can get right now um, yes. everywhere.
1: Thank you, I, I appreciate that. So you know.
0: absolutely, I want to know. Okay, so I gotta admit, I'm. Let's see, it's like one thirty four right now. I have not eaten today. I really like soul food, and so just I don't even know what's on your menu, but i can I can take a stab at. I want you to tell me about some of your signature dishes because i'm uh like I kind of have like my mouth watering already, just thinking about like wishing I could eat at Ida B's right now, but so just tease me a little bit. tell me what y'all have. It's really good, man, because I bet that food is phenomenal
1: so I'll tell you what some some of the staple menus here at Ida B's table is currently the, the smoked fried chicken, the macaroni and cheese. Um, there's a sweet potato mash. Um, those were, were selling really great. Some of the things that we've added, and we actually added these um, in the transition here, we've added a crab cake. We think nothing's like a Merlin crab cake, and um, we've taken the time to make that crab cake, at least without the bun, is gluten-free, so we're not putting breadcrumbs in there. We added a salmon burger. Um, We're actually poaching the salmon and flaking it and making it ourselves here. So um, it's not anything out of the can. It's um, fresh salmon that we're using. Um, We've added on a a black bean burger um, because we also are going to become a more vegan friendly restaurant. You don't normally get that when you talk soul food, but um, my wife turned vegan in the midst of COVID. So that made me think of things from a vegan's perspective a lot more um, and then we, we have guests that would love to have vegan meals. So um, as we evolve into that, um, another thing that we're adding on as we reopen is a, um, a smoked chicken. So we'll be smoking whole chickens. We have ribs coming out of the smoker. Um, and we have brisket. And so these are things that um, we invite anyone that's looking to try it as we evolve. Come on down and um, we're willing to talk about it. We feel we have something great going on, and we love to hear your feedback as we evolve.
0: Okay, so I, I, I tip my hat to your wife for going vegan during COVID. I mean, yes. She must be a, a strong, I mean, that's, that's impressive. Now, I'm, I'm thinking of a lot of this food. I, I just, I mean, this is, you know, a lot of soul food is, and a lot of things you just mentioned, other than the vegan stuff, at least for me. Uh it's it's comfort food. Um yeah. I've been I really've been noticing I I mean I, I just need more of that lately. I've needed more of it the last six months. Have you noticed that as well? Has that been some a, a good source of comfort for folks that um you know have have said, Man, I just I need some good homemade mac and cheese and some uh fried chicken or, you know, some uh brisket
1: or whatever right now. Absolutely. Um, again, I'm an optimist, so I have to make I have to make the best of, of the pandemic. Uh, one of the positives is it's forced more people to eat from home, and so when you're doing that, that's where you're cooking. And and um, what soul food is to me may not be what it is to you. I'm sure we have some common strings there, but the reality is your mindset may not be on a a restaurant that's that's serving um filet mignon it's really your mindset is now on that food that you grew up on that also provides you with that warm homely feeling when you're sitting with family and friends and just discussing something and so that's what out table is it's a great place to be it's a great place to to, to comfort um one another and, and and now it's a great place to pick up and go home and comfort so um yeah i think it's pretty exciting that people's minds are in that um, and it's a great opportunity for us just to take hold of that and, and present what the need is.
0: Um, so you've, you've changed the menu some, you've changed the business model. Um, you're doing a lot more, you know, the food is, is, leaving the doors. One, one of the things that I and you've, you've, you've touched on this. I want to address a little bit more. As you said, you, you know, we're going to get through this. We're going to come back. It may look a little different, but one thing that's been very consistent throughout the history of of humanity has been people want to do exactly what y'all are there for, which is congregate. They want to be taken care of with good hospitality. They want to feel warm and welcomed. They want to have good food and they want to talk and share stories and talk about what's going on. And they want to feel like they're a part of their community and they want to gather with people in their community. And maybe that's in a group of people that are family or friends, maybe they're celebrating a a happy moment. Maybe they're celebrating a, or they're mourning a tough moment, or maybe they're just want to sit by themselves and, you know, pull out their laptop and do work and have a meal, but be surrounded by a lot of people. And that's gone. That's been, that's been a hard part of this, I think for so many folks. Um, But it, I believe uh, that that's going to, that's going to come back. I don't think that's something that we'll ever um, forget or not forget. I don't think it's something we'll ever stop doing. Um, So a a year or two from now, I wonder if your business is not more successful than it would have been had this not happened solely for the reason that you've got people now coming back in uh, and hopefully in volume, but you've also got, you know, quick service meals and you've got delivery and you've got takeout and, and maybe through this really challenging time, it, it you know, is that part of kind of how you're looking at how y'all might come out
1: better? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and and that's, that's the goal. The goal is not to, to, I don't think there's anyone that's going to come through this and, and be the same either you you're gonna quit or 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 you're gonna you're gonna figure out okay i have to do a b c and d and 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 i know this doesn't work because it didn't work so this opportunity this has been a great opportunity sort of to um just take a a real look at yourself and, and what can i do better don't take for granted that you have um however many covers coming in on the weekend you really have to drive what the next is going to be. And and so I believe this was the perfect storm, so to speak, to give us that opportunity to say, okay, well, we can do this, 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 and this. And we can, by doing this, we can do the things that we were created to do, serve the community, um, provide moderate pricing. Um, We can definitely increase our revenue because we're gonna serve more people. And, and, it's, and to just embrace them with just what you said, that great sense of, of safe ambiance that people want to be where you are. And, and in the midst of all of that, there's amazing food and amazing people to serve you. I absolutely believe that this sets us up to come out stronger, increase our revenue, and to be able to help more. You can do more when you make more.
0: Ah, that's true. That's very true. Are you um? What's just the general scene in Baltimore? Baltimore with uh, restaurants. Have you seen uh, a meaningful number that have not been able to make it through this? Have closed their doors or kind of what's going on there in general?
1: Yeah, you've had some that some that didn't make it. Without, I don't want to name names, um, but we've had some yeah, restaurants that have been around for a while that didn't make it. Some that took the opportunity to say, at this point, we're going to close down and we're going to reopen. And make so there have been a couple of closures, a couple of reopens. There's been some new restaurants that came on board. Um, but restaurants that were that were truly struggling, I think this kind of um, was destroyed. and broke the camel's back, so to speak.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, if- if you, if you were on shaky financial ground, you probably didn't make it. Um, but with that unfortunate aspect of this, maybe there's opportunities for somebody that, you know, some young entrepreneur or, or not young, just some first time entrepreneur that has an idea and, and uh, maybe has access to, I don't know, you know, Possibly cheaper real estate now, or more flexible lease terms, or access to you know uh, cheaper money, or something like that. I hope that's a part of this. Um, We need we need places. Uh, We really, I mean, it's it's the inevitable aspect of this is that places may close, but others will open because you know one thing we one thing we do well here we have our flaws in this country, but people are willing to take risks. And, and try to do something uh, meaningful. And we, we foster that, and I hope we continue to, and I think maybe you'll see a lot of really cool new things come from this. Um, do you, are you pretty involved with other folks in the hospitality community there? Do you share ideas and learn from other folks there, or are you just so focused on business that you don't really have time for that?
1: No, so I, I, um, I do my best to stay involved. Um, I'm on the... Um, the board of the Restaurant Association of Maryland here, um, Graham. Um, Prior to um, being at this restaurant, I was um, a part of the American Culinary Federation. Um, I'm on a board of a local charity, Samaritan Women, um, where we were fighting for um, justice for women that's been human trafficked. I have quite a few friends that are in the restaurant industry that, um, you know, one of my close friends own a restaurant um, over in Federal Hill, and we touch bases with each other at least uh, every other week just to encourage one another. Um, I have another friend out in Harford County. He has a restaurant out there and um, one down in Severn. So he's been in the industry longer than I. So when I when I need to know something, I definitely reach out. And then we also have a, um, a restaurant board. Um, and one of the gentlemen on the restaurant board has been in this industry longer than you can imagine. And so I, I try to definitely um, we're, we're not gonna make it alone. You definitely have to make sure you're communicating with people. You're getting encouragement as well as giving encouragement. And, and I think that's what's what's gonna really um, make us weather this. Um, so yeah, no way am I an island here. Um, I love talking to people. I love talk, especially positive people. Um, you know, I kind of have to bring it back a little bit when it starts going negative. You know, it's, it's suck you in. So I do my best to try to
0: stay with the, a flowing current. Ooh, I like that, a flowing current. I like that a lot. That's, a, that's good. That's a good way to think about it. Um, are there people outside of Baltimore, people that you're not, that you don't know personally, but within the uh, hospitality world that you've learned from, read books, followed, or, you know, anything like that?
1: Um, so I'll tell you what, there's a... Um, Michael Ruhlman has wrote some great books, and um, one of the books that sticks out to me is um, *The Soul of a Chef*. It was about the master about the master chef exam, and just um, that's passion. There, it's a ten days uh, chef certification, but um, that book has definitely stuck out to me. Um, you know, I have a, a couple of friends in the Philadelphia area that I reach out to, and then um, you know, I had a 19-year career with Aramark, so I. I didn't leave on bad terms. So I definitely speak to my friends that are in the hospitality industry there, um, as well as people from the American Culinary Federation. I just believe once once we're friends, we're friends for life. So um, we have clearly have encouraged one another via social media. Um, and, you know, uh, I have a friend also in Florida. And I, when I tell you, we well, I don't have to tell you, you've been doing this. When we got shut down, we all got shut down. And it's just a matter of everyone's mentality is just that. Um, we have to figure this thing out and come up with new ways to, to make it right.
0: Look, man, I, uh, I really enjoyed talking to you, Derek. I'm glad we got a chance to do this today. Um, I love your attitude. I, I love what y'all are doing. Just big picture for the community the reason that IDBs is there, the person that you're celebrating, the namesake, um, everything about that I've come across with you and, and what y'all are doing has been just positive and inspiring. So thank you, man. I appreciate the time. Um, I am, uh, will extend, of course, you know, myself, got myself, I think in my email, I mean, anytime, I share ideas or, you know, talk about things I'm hearing elsewhere, just call me. Uh, you can add, add me to the list. And, um, Share this talk because I know people will like hearing it. We will share it, of course. Uh, we we try to, you know, do as much as we can to share positive, meaningful stories from folks like yourself around the country that, you know, are doing, have different types of hospitality businesses, different restaurants, but have all been through a really crazy six months and are, you know, in every situation for the folks that we share their stories. They're like you. They're positive and and uh you can't focus on the negative it's there can't change that right it's you know it's focus on what you can change and uh thanks for what you're doing thank you thanks for the opportunity anytime absolutely absolutely well uh all right man we'll go sneak some uh go sneak some ribs or some chicken or something like that because you're gonna go home tonight and it's gonna it's gonna be vegan time right so uh Get what you can while you're there. I have to say, I am very, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Going vegan is not easy. Doing it during COVID, you you have a a strong-willed bride, so you're a lucky guy, man.
1: Thank you. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Yeah, she's doing amazing with it. So, um, yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, man. Keep up the positivity. Keep up what you're doing. If you ever need anything, let us know. And thanks a lot for the time. Thank you. Have a great day. Appreciate it, Derek. All right. Right man. Yep. All right, see ya.